Hey, what's up, everybody? You are tuned in to Big Screens and TV Streams for Wednesday, April 26, 2023, live from the Grand Forks Best Source Studios. I'm Dale, along with Victor. How's it going, guys? I'm so happy to be here today. Oh, I'm so excited to hear what we're going to talk about today. Oh, gosh. So many things. So many things. We got we got a little bit of everything going on for today's show. And just sitting down with us is producer Paul. Yo. Yo, yo. Applause for everyone today. Yeah, I'm going to get my stuff make sure everything's working. <laughs> yes, yes. People joining us in the live chat on the GFBS social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch. You want to hear what you have to say. If you have any questions or comments, either just chime in in the live chat room there or call or text 701-213-0863. We want to hear what you have to say about the latest movies. And you can find us live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. on gfbestsource.com or, or once again on those GFBS social media channels, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, or you can find all our past archives. Just search GFBS on your favorite social media or podcast app. All right. So, figure uh, we would kick the show off today with a couple of quick little news items here. I was trying to find some big... The last few weeks, seems we've been having a ton of big topics. I know, yeah. Victor, you got some big Marvel and DC stuff for later in the show today. But yeah. um, I, I was looking for other stuff here. And I found, like... Uh, I saw Netflix had season three, the trailer for season three of The Witcher. Yeah. And they had the details for that. Did you happen to catch that? I, I did see a little bit of that. And I, I heard that Henry Cavill was supposed to come back. And, uh, yep, he his said last he, season. Yeah. And I'm really surprised that this is his last season because I really thought they would make more because the, the video game being so popular. And well, I think they are doing more, but just none without him going forward because I guess he was starting to get too involved mm. with wanting to stay true to the source material mm. and creative differences is what I heard. Mm. And so from what I understand, like this is going to be the last season with them going forward. Which I thought was kind of ridiculous because it, it the show was a success just with him in it. And because he loved the show, not only the show, but the video game yeah. so much. Yeah, he's I like thought, a huge PC gamer. I've seen interviews with him about yeah, it. Yeah, uh, I thought I thought they would just be all for it. So And so, yeah, the, the season three is going to be released in two parts this summer. The first part, the first five episodes will drop June 29th. And then the last three episodes will drop July 27th. So I think that's kind of nice. You got at least a month to give you a month to watch uh, five of them there, kind of spread it out. You don't have to watch them all in one night. Hmm. So I'm, I'm okay with that. And I know that origin series was it. I've been meaning to check it out because I think I heard it was only like four episodes with different actors. I heard that wasn't as popular, so I just kind of avoided it. Did you see the origin series? It's been off. I did see the origin story, and I loved Michelle Young because I know she was in it. That's the only reason why. But otherwise, yeah, it, it was kind of it kind of felt kind of pointless to not have Henry Cavill with them moving forward. But you know, you, at least you get them like all the more. you know a little more two parter this summer. So enjoy. So. And then the other news item I got is Disney Plus canceled its series. This is one I mean to watch because I'm a huge fan of the two movies, uh, National Treasure. They did a spinoff streaming series on Disney Plus called National Treasure Edge of History. And they just announced that Disney Plus is canceling it after a single season. And it comes just two months after its 10-episode series uh, just wrapped up in early February. Uh, Edge of History stars Lizette Oliveira as a 20-something DACA recipient who becomes caught up in a quest to find and secure lost treasures hidden from Spanish conquistadors by a network of Incan, Mayan, and Aztec women, and then also Justin Bartha and Harvey Keitel reprised their roles from the films. Was this on your radar at all, the TV series on Disney Plus? I remember hearing about it. I kind of made a mental note at the time, like, oh, I should look into that. And I just, I guess I didn't really see marketing or hype or people talking about it, so it just completely went out of sight, out of mind for me. I heard of this, but just, I I felt like I knew that this was probably not going to come. from the start, maybe? Yeah, I forgot to feel like this wasn't going to go anywhere because I, I feel like without Nicholas Cage, it kind of was like, uh, yeah, you need Nicolas Cage yeah. to make it like really pop. So. I mean, it's nice to have at least a couple of the side characters, but I mean, come on, Nicolas Cage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't have a chance to look into reviews or anything to see how it was doing critically, mm-hmm. but I mean, I like that swashbuckling history based stuff, National Treasure and Indiana Jones. So, right. But uh, yeah, I may have to at least check out one or two episodes, maybe uh, uh, put that in the queue. But, uh, yeah, so those are a couple of the news items I have. Uh, and with that, we'll make sure to hit up our first sponsor, Northwest Tire of Grand Forks on Gateway Drive. Hey, right now they're looking to hire a front counter salesperson where you work with customers writing up work orders, you deal with selling tires and taking inventory. Your pay does depend on experience, but they got all kinds of awesome benefits like 
PTO, health insurance, 401k, and so much more. Now, to make sure to get take up and seek this out, you want to make sure to call Chad Hoff, 701-780-8473, or apply online on their website, nwtire.com. And right now, Northwest Tire, they're running some great specials this month for the remainder of April. If you get Bridgestone tires, you get a $70 instant rebate. And if you get Firestone tires, you get a $60 instant rebate. Don't forget to use your Northwest Tire credit card while you're at it. And you get an instant $30 when using that Northwest Tire credit card. So check it out. Northwest Tire located on Gateway Drive in Grand Forks. Or check out their website, nwtire.com. All right. So I guess to kick off the show, I did catch a movie last weekend um i saw i finally got around to checking it out it was down to one showing a day at the theater i was just like you know i've been meaning to see this uh it's called champions i don't know if you remember us kind of mentioning it in the previews a few weeks back i say it's been theaters for about a month yeah stars woody harrelson it's like a feel-good like sports movie where uh, where woody harrelson plays a former minor league basketball coach and college coach and he's ordered by the court to manage a team of players with intellectual disabilities, uh, you know, mentally challenged Special Olympic uh, players. He soon realizes that despite his doubts, together this team can go further than they ever imagined. So, yeah, you can see the poster there. Paul's pulling it up that where, yeah, Woody Harrison, yeah, he coaches a team of Special Olympic players because the court, court, court mandated him to do some community service. He has a big falling out with his old college coaching job. Things just go to hell for him right away in the beginning of the movie. So kind of like... This version of uh, a basketball version of hardball, mm. but uh, that's uh, uh, so. So, uh, you guys, a big fan of hardball at all? That's like kind of like a, I, I think like an underappreciated Keanu Reeves movie. Yeah, there was that one, or uh, yeah, there's Re- uh, Rebound with Martin Lawrence so that kind of follows this one a little bit, except for instead of doing this, he kind of coaches like middle school kids. Oh, <laughs> right. So yeah, yeah. Just, just slightly different twist. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I, I feel like Woody Harrelson can really do this. He's done a lot of roles where he's always just either evil or the great mentor or the sarcastic mentor. But I feel like this is this is a role for him, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I thought they did really good here, too, because Woody Harrelson, he's just so good at Because you see him on the basketball court for movies, I can't help but think of just flashbacks of white men can't jump. Yeah, and, exactly. And he kinda, so this isn't a comedy? It, no, it is a comedy. Yeah, okay. it's a feel-good sports mm, comedy. Because yeah. I think of, like, me, myself, and Irene. Oh yeah! Oh <laughs> yeah! Not, not that far. No, not. Yeah, that I would far. say not. Not that dark. No, no, no. no. not that. This far. is this is PG thirteen. There's definitely some adult and crude humor in here, but it, you know, it just kind of straddles that PG thirteen. I'd say it's like a a medium to hard PG thirteen there, but not like borderline R rated. But they're they they definitely have a. a Woody Harrelson is just he has a big chip on his shoulder. Like you keep seeing him, he's trying to change, but you see him kind of falling back to those uh, just some old ways, and you know for better or worse, he's trying. He has a love interest in here, uh, played by Caitlin Olson, who plays Alex, who is a parent, who is the parent of one of the uh, Special Olympic pl- or no, excuse me, sister of one of these Special Olympic players, mm. and yeah, just seeing them the way they, they're. They're off and on romance plays throughout the movie. That's a, a nice little side dynamic there. And, you know, each player on the basketball team kind of has their nice little side plot. Mm. So, yeah, one player who he will only take a shot at the basket bas- backwards. <laughs> and, and so they kind of play on that off and on throughout the movie. And then they got this one, uh, the, this uh, another another player, uh, Constantino, who she just trash talks everyone. She's no nonsense. Don't give me any grief. I will, I'll give it right back to you. And, and like, and then there's this one player, Darius, who's like the only t- player on the team who can actually play. And you, and you, you like Woody Harrelson, he's kind of like you know uh, Hoosiers, like how Gene Hackman's trying to get the one star yeah. player to play for him. And Woody Harrelson's like, "Come on, play for me." He's like, "I'm not going to play for you, coach." <laughs> yeah. Like, what's the backstory with this? So that has its own backstory. So they make sure each player, how no matter how big or part of the team they are, has their nice little subplot. So I, I really dug that. It, I, I think of uh, Bad News Bears. Oh, oh yeah. Bad News Bears. Yeah. Which yeah, version? A good one. Are you talking about the original oh, one? The original, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Usually Gosh. I always refer to, uh, what was it, the the Richard Linklater one uh, that was. Oh, the, yeah. yeah. Everyone wants some or yeah. everybody wants some with yeah. baseball. Well, no, there he did a version of Bad News oh, Bears. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I did not a, see his version. Yeah, because yeah. it was very unique and it was very funny as well, just like the original one. So <laughs> I think yeah, I need to. I haven't seen that one. I think I saw the original a long time ago. I'm due for, I'm due to watch those. But yeah, I mean, this is good. It's, it's very uh, feel good. They definitely play. Uh, I think they're pretty respectful about it. I don't think they're uh, trying to like. 
uh, do it like in a bad nature kind of way on the whole, uh, you know, special Olympic nature of the players. Yeah. And, and they're, they're like, they're going like the crowd. I saw for being down to one showing a day this late in its theatrical run, the theater was, I won't say packed, but I'd say there was like, there was like about a good 20 people there. Mm. I once saw a Saturday matinee and like it was getting like all kind of feel good comedy laughs throughout. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought they. Yeah, it was. It was definitely hitting with the theater. Uh, I mean, it'd be totally unfair to grade the acting in this movie, you know, considering everything involved here. But uh, yeah, it, it's like. I mean, it's pretty slapstick. You kind of see the direction by it's going, but uh, you know, it's pretty by the numbers. But it's it's a feel good sports movie, good for the family. Yeah, I'd give it. I won't say you know best sports movie ever, yeah. but. I'm, I'm a sucker for feel-good sports movies, and this one definitely hits all the right uh, checkboxes here. Uh, I see on the Rotten Tomatoes, critic aggregate, 58%, audience, 95%. So, yeah, definitely hit with the crowd. So, mm. yeah, solid recommendation to Champions. It's, pr- I don't, it's probably still down to one showing a day for a couple more days at the River Cinema. So, But I imagine we'll probably be hitting uh, video on demand uh, streaming here soon, if not already. So, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised. There, there's been a lot of movies that I didn't think were, like, great that Woody Harrelson was in, but I've never watched a movie that he's in that was bad. No, he never did. Yeah, he's no. never done a bad movie in his Not life, Not that I honestly. can think of, yeah. Yeah, I like, yeah, I think I've liked almost everything Yeah, he's been in. He's, oh, and a lot of stuff I really, really loved, like yeah. True Detective, yeah. White Men Can't Jump, yeah. um, and then uh, going back to Cheers. And, yeah, I, 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 there's only one movie I cannot watch with him just because I can only watch that once a year, Natural Born Killers. Oh, that's probably oh, one my, in, that's in Cheers, he, he, actually, he was Woody in Cheers, wasn't he? Yeah, yep. he was, was Woody in Cheers because yeah. after Coach died, he, uh, yeah, he replaced him because he yeah. passed, actually passed away. Yeah, oh, man. So yeah. is his real name actually Woody? Yeah. Yeah, or, no, or do you think it's like a stage name? No, that's actually his real name. His actually real name is Woody. Well, I don't know. Was was Cheers one of his? I, I, don't I should have say birth his... name. I should, is it actually oh. his birth he, name? Or he, was he, it his pen name? His acting name? Or yeah. or like his his actual birth name is Woody. Woody okay. Yeah, his actual birth name is Woody. And you well, we'll have think, to get fact checkers yeah. on this you, one. You, you wouldn't think so, but then it, be, it actually is Woody. It's just not like <laughs> Woody Harrison. Or yeah. it, there's his middle name in there, but I think because of his dad being a hitman, he wanted to remove that. But then he's like, well. His dad, dad was a hitman? Yeah, his dad was what? a hitman. Yeah. His Holy dad, crap. Fun, fun fact for all you who did not know, uh, back in the day, his father was a very big hitman, and he hit some big-time hitters back in his time. The only thing was is that he didn't find out until he was about, I want to say, oh, he had to be really, really young, but uh, he actually found out on the radio. And uh, funny thing was, too, his mother didn't tell him. He just naturally found out uh his father and him did make peace before he did sadly passed away um he wasn't very a big fan of his father um but the two of them as they got older he did make peace as he got to be in in his fame wow. at that time so yeah Ooh. so you can uh, imagine that, why he that w- sounds like a bunch of no no it, you, Victor, I trust, stuff if it was no, coming from not. anyone else and uh, anyone else i my i would have my eyebrow raised but i know you know your your research well, and your, you, your I, I also saw so, too that no, uh, can, him and matthew mcconaughey might be brothers no, they're and if not. you look at them, they actually do have a lot of the same facial expressions. They have a lot of the same things in common. They're both. I Texas would believe men. that more than the hitman thing because they're both in Hollywood. They, I mean, maybe they're no. If they you, were great together in True Detective, they're so. very beautifully like just actors together because they know they know each other. They're not only both from Texas; they both actually uh, have the same things in common. They both come from, of course, like I said, Texas before, and they also have a very shared love of uh, the green stuff. If you oh. were talking about. <laughs> Get your popcorn raised. <laughs> but uh, we need to move things along. Victor, I know you got a bunch of updates from uh, Marvel and DC from the latest TV and movie and comic announcements from them. Yeah, I was actually really surprised. Um, Jeremy Renner, um, who has now gotten better, and he's now up on his feet now. Uh, he's still doing phys- oh, yeah. physical therapy. I was on Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, and he was doing. he's doing just incredibly well. And uh, he's doing a show, and he's now uh, teamed up with uh, his Marvel co-star, Anthony Mackie, who is the Falcon, and he's doing re- uh, renovations. Um, so he is taking like uh, buses and other uh, service vehicles that a lot of people are using, and he's created a show on Disney Plus, and he's gonna make like basketball courts and uh, just like these little cool things. Oh, that nice! You can, Heck kind, yeah. It's kind of like if uh, you remember that show on ABC when they said "Move that bus." It's kind of like it's kind of like that, but he's making really cool uh, like ba- uh, service vehicles into like really cool like places where you can play basketball or you can like room in there and sleep in there and kind of do stuff on the road. Just awesome. 
community outreach stuff. Yeah, and he's doing it for kids, uh, like outreach programs and kids, you know, and stuff. And it's really, really cool. And honestly, I can't wait to see it because the commercial was really cool. And Anthony Mackie's joining him on one of uh, he was doing a. Uh, military vehicle that they were using. So I thought, oh, this was looks like the one from uh, the Incredible Hulk they were using for Edward Norton. So I thought that would be pretty cool too. So, oh yeah, big, big ups to uh, Jeremy Renner. Yeah, Heck yeah. What what else has been going on in the Marvel DC world there? Uh, the crazy thing for DC now, uh, Michael Keaton, being the crazy badass that he is, uh, he still looks incredibly as uh, like if you saw him in his original Batman suit, uh, <laughs> which was funny because when he. Uh, when his time with Batman was over, uh, around, and I want to say this was 89, and then, uh, of course, the sequel, uh, they had said the suit was still for him. <laughs> Funny thing was they kept the suit in storage in, uh, on the Warner Brothers lot, and uh, when he did Birdman, uh, they said they actually tailor-mated to look like he's like the same suit that they used for Batman, they used in Birdman, and he's like, it fit me. Like it, it just was like a glove that never left me, and it, and it, it still it fit wow. him to this very day. And he's like, yeah, I feel like I am back in like at my home, literally. Because yeah, he's supposed. They already announced he's going to be returning to the Batman, and um, yeah. was it Flash? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And he and he literally looks like he did. Just like he did in the 80s. And it was so cool to see him, like, the suit fitting him once again. And even in the previews, it's like he's never lost his touch. Just the, the same grit and grime that he has always had. It's just oh, it's just shining. It's going to be cool to see that old bat suit again. Same. And I, I, there's going to be so many other bat suits. There's, like, the aqua bat suit. There's, uh, there was, like, this thermal bat suit that he had for, like, winter. Um, and they show a lot of bat suits throughout the entire movie, which I thought was pretty cool. And the cool thing is that they... They're bringing back the Batwing, but this is a new Batwing that they had done from the original one. They just updated it a little bit more. And the cool part is, is that when I remember in the preview, when Barry kind of took off the sheet, I was like, this is the original Batmobile from the 89 Batman. And I thought, man, it just, it hasn't lost. The nostalgia. (laughs) It hasn't lost its such. And funny thing is Jeff Dunham, he owns the original Batmobile from 89. No kidding. He seriously, he He bought that. He actually bought it. He bought it and he rides it around every time he's like, I own the Batman. True fan to the end. Oh, absolutely. And I thought that was so cool. I mean, who cannot say that they don't want that You could have any other car in the world, but you, you got to have the Batmobile. Yeah, they, and you're talking about the Keaton movie Batmobile. Yeah, he has yeah. the Keaton, oh, he actually, yeah. Keaton movie, Mobile. He actually saw the it The best online. one. He's, yeah, and he's like, yeah, I actually bought it. So Not, yeah, not a fan of the, the um, uh, Batman Begins uh, Armored oh, Tank Batmobile. I, th- I, I like that in its own, its own fun way. <laughs> I do love those ones. Those are very beautiful That's ones. That's way more but, practical. Yes, <laughs> yeah, those are too, <laughs> true. Those are too practical. But, uh, but no, I mean, I, I love those ones. They, they always have a special place in my heart. But, I mean, once you saw the Keaton Mobile, you yeah. kind of were like, yeah. He would just tell it to like gps to him yeah, and yeah, it could yeah. go in armor mode right it was like <laughs> coolest thing ever transformer morph it up and yeah like literally if someone tried to mess with his car all he said armor mode and it literally just like protected his car and no one's like oh this is so fucking cool yeah. <laughs> any other marvel or dc updates victor oh uh, the blue beetle which i'm super excited for um, Count? it must be coming soon you've been oh, i know man. you've been mentioning it I, I really can't wait the suit looks so phenomenal and if you see the pictures if you ever get a chance to like have time and see the pictures of I don't this. know. I, I think I saw that suit before and it was an Ant Man. It, it <laughs> no, this is I mean the Ant Man suit is awesome, but this one is just it's so cool. And this is of alien origin. So like the funny thing is is that the original Blue Beetle he created his costume and he was a very rich man and he was he had a special pill where he took. He was a martial artist, he was an inventor, uh just a billionaire that he was. But the only thing was is that they found this uh alien scarab and once it latched itself onto him he could not get it off. He could never take it off. It just it latched itself onto him, and it protected him in this nigh-invincible armor. Um, and it was so cool. Like, you could do anything in this armor. You can grow it to full size. You could have weapons growing out, like blades, and you could fly. And plus, like, yeah, you can't get hurt, so the armor is going to take a lot of the, uh, the beating that you're taking. So it's pretty much nigh-invincible. Yeah. So. I know I get- we finally saw the trailer, what was it, a couple weeks ago? And, yeah, it looks it looks promising. It looks so really I was cool. I was gonna uh, bring this up in my my quick takes, but I figure what's kind of relating to this topic anyway. So I bought uh, you know the the new Ant Man, the Quantum Mania, mm-hmm. um, and you know watching it a second time through, you pick up on some things. Mm. And so Kang the Conqueror, yeah, they do time travel, yes, but 
when they were fighting Thanos, one of the big things was the time stone. Yeah. Which is supposed to be like this, you know, elemental thing. Mm. But if Kang the Conqueror already can do time travel, what is the purpose of the time stone? Like, I, I, I started to think about that. I'm like, if they have the time stone, wouldn't they know about Kang? And, well, if, and if Kang has, can travel through time, wouldn't he know about the time stone? Like, what's you, going on here? You would probably... The, the thing about that is if you met Kang, many probably... You would meet one of his cells, but you wouldn't meet him, the real Kang. You would only meet part of himself because he tried to kill each part of himself from different history. So he could only remain the number one Kang. So every other person you ever met like that was Kang... That was going to be killed in immensely like two seconds. So because he wants to just be the number one king, no other king in history will be the ruler. He's like, I want to be the only king in history. I want to be the only conqueror that's going to conquer the world. And if I have to kill every version of myself from every time period, I will immediately do so, which I thought was crazy because. Even if you did meet him in certain time, I mean, sure you could Thanos could have met him, but honestly. Thanos was more <laughs> enjoying genocide than, and doing it for death than he would have met Kang, I'm sure, in, I'm sure in another time period. But he was like, I'm too interested in genocide to really be dealing with the likes of And Thanos. I'm having flashbacks now to all those many uh, Kang uh, versions we saw in, the Ant- in Ant-Man 3 there. Yeah, yeah, which I thought was pretty cool because, I mean, I, I'm really surprised that they, well, and it was, it, the it. reason I started to think about this is because at the very end, when you have Loki mm. and he sees Kang in that from the series where yeah. he's like he's in what is he in like a time trap or something? I can't remember. It's been so long now because they didn't do yeah. a second season yet, did they? Not, not for they, Loki or yeah. For, I think they announced there, there is going to be a second one. I think that's supposed to be uh, his uh, last. But the, but the other one has been a couple of years. Yeah, now. it's been a couple yeah. of years since. Yeah, the first, but the, yeah. but this was this was the pre like the special preview. Uh, and so, so, but I'm trying to remember because the Loki one did he die and like that not and so he's in the like this other multiversal thing. So, well, I so thought like Thor the, the Dark World yeah. when he passed when he you know, died. That, that was basically like his punishment where uh, he meets Owen Wilson, who is kind of like a time cop in this case where he pretty much calls him out saying, you're going to have to come with me and go through these kind of various times to fix things. So he's kind of going on a journey of his own to fix the time that has, he's messed up so much. So that's that's why you see him in a lot of the primos. And- but but that's, that's the thing that was so confusing. I don't know why this is, gonna, this is going way off topic, mm. but it, but that's why, because at the end, I mean, they show Kang mm. and Loki is like, no, he is scary mm. because like he, so he knows him from somehow. Yeah. But so these people are like time police. Mm. Kang can travel through time. Yeah. There's a time stone. Mm. I'm just like, what, what? what? Yeah, it's 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 a lot. It, it, that's why they say time travel does hurt your brain, because what you think you know about time is just out the window just take everything that you know about time travel throw it out the window because time is not relevant in 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 this area expertise it's not it's really not all right well all right victor any other last uh marvel dc updates before we move along here um just and speaking of kane i'm really surprised that uh jonathan majors he probably with his little scandal i'm I'm really i don't know if he'll be able to play things are getting worse worse i think they did announce that they said he already has like He's a big part of season two of Loki that's already in the can that yeah. Marvel said that will come out since that was filmed long ago, like mm. Ezra Miller in the new Flash movie. Yeah. He got but, in trouble again, didn't but he? But yeah, I, I know he I heard his management in... officially disassociated themselves with uh yeah, with, with it, him. So Well they can't well they already filmed so much of it. Mm. So like from Jonathan Majors to Ezra Miller, they already said, Okay, well we already filmed this a long time ago, so we can't really, you know, denounce it just yeah. yet. And then they released what they had and so after this they're kinda of like cutting ties with yeah. pretty much everybody <laughs> right now. So. No, as far as I know, I'm not. I know you're way more plugged into it than I am. But Marvel officially hasn't like renounced. No, not not. not I'm, yet. I'm guessing they, they're probably I mean, waiting. Been, has on, he been found guilty of anything? It's no, all the, the allegations, tri- the, right? The, the trial hasn't happened just yet. They're, but like more but they're and more people are more. They're they're just getting ready for what's about to happen. And if it goes south, they're like, yeah, we kind of. But it like seems like the brothers, not so. like evidence, but more people and more people are coming forward from like the last several weeks. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, and there's like a sexual harassment suit or something. Yeah, yeah. And they caught him in New York. And after that, they said, we're going to do a trial. It hasn't happened just yet. It will happen 
uh, they say very, very soon, just just not right now. And if it goes south like they think they, it's going to go, they probably have to cut ties with him. Yeah. And it, it's going to well, suck. I mean, well, I imagine by the time Loki hits and all that, and by the you know the you know the the speed of the legal system, they'll yeah. probably be Loki will be done by the time the trial actually oh, sure. happens. But uh, I imagine by the time the trial does happen, or maybe who knows, maybe just months or weeks after Loki wraps up, do you guys think? Marvel's probably going to the way I'm things are. I mean, gut feeling you think, and it'll be the wraps for him. I'm. Sh- I don't think so. I mean, I I've seen crazier things happen still. So it, this this probably is just another you know fluke. Yeah. And, it, and if it is, it's it's just yeah, I mean, gonna he's, he's fly under the table. Majors is saying he's innocent, pretty much, right? Yeah, because I I honestly I wouldn't think like and and I I know this is probably you know going spitballing here, but I would think someone who is that high on their career, I wouldn't think they risk it all just mm-hmm. because for one little fling, yeah. so to speak. So, I mean... Because he's in big plants yeah, so before I, all this stuff broke out. Like, yeah. he was supposed to be in, like, the, the new Thanos, like, in multiple, multiple Marvel movies yeah, and projects. Oh, really? Yeah. Because yeah, that's why I'm kind of a little... Like, something's not stirring the Kool-Aid here because why would someone who is already at the top of their game risk all this just because of a little fling? So, I don't know if there's this really real as they think it is or if it's just another fluke so all right well anything else victor here or no that's it all right good deal and i know you got a little more for us in your quick take so i'm looking forward to that but before we get there uh i'm also looking forward to talking about our friends at oh for heaven's cakes in the grand cities mall where there's nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods and that's where oh for heaven's cakes come in they're perfect for special occasions or just a treat, I made my weekly stop in there earlier today, and I got a, a Reese's cupcake, one of my go-tos there. And then I, they, when we interviewed them a few weeks ago in the studio, they highly recommended their Revel bars. So I'm saving that for probably tomorrow sometime, I'm thinking, where it's just like an all-in-one kind of bar where it looks like chocolate chip, cookie crumbles, all kinds of things. And so I'm looking forward to trying that tomorrow. And you can get all kinds of good things there, too. If you're a business owner and want to treat your employees, make sure to check out their monthly employee discounts. And they got pies, they got bars and muffins, everything. They're located on the north backside of the Grand Cities Mall, and they're open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4 and on Saturdays from 9 to noon. Call them up, 701-757-2253, or email oforheavenscakes at yahoo.com. Be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. That's Oh for Heaven's Cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. If you're looking for a cake job, well, Oh for Heaven's Cakes and more. They're hiring, too. Make sure to stop in and inquire about their employment opportunities. All right, Victor, do you have some action figures for us this week? It's time for the uh, action figure showcase. I do. And a funny thing was is that um, I wanted to show you guys this was a really special one for me to make. Um, you, I've had this is the original one, so as you can see, yeah, I've had no the, legs. Yeah, yeah, right. She, she, yeah, the green kind of you know impales his legs, as you can see. But I've had this action figure since I was a little kid, and I used to carry it around my great grandmother's house all the time, and you never see me without it. Now, which this, era of Batman is this? So this was the uh, Dark Knight, uh, kind of like Fighting Squad, basically. So this was where um, they were really. This was Batman Ninja Squad. Uh, they, uh, if which I'm not very wrong about because this was that's what it was actually called. Um, but this was one of the lines of figures that they had had, um, and they had a bunch of them. So they had Man Bat, they had Bane, and they had this one. And it came with, uh, you know, this was the wrestling Batman. So when he was fighting Bane, he needed technology to take on Bane at the time. So of course he, he is missing his headpiece because I took it off because I needed to fix it for a bit in my office. And so I thought, you know, this one's not very movable and it's not very, you know, it is movable in the legs and the arms, but it's not movable in the chest and areas too. So I fixed that. Uh-oh. So I took a custom and I thought, well, look at the new vamp one. And I, hey. cu- and I customized this one, and I took the legs from a Batman uh, hazmat suit one, um, and I took pegs and other things, and I took a He-Man body that I was using, and I thought this would make it really cool. And I also uh, took one of my shirts and made a cowl, kind of like a cowl oh, wow. piece out of this, and I did this also, wrapped it around it, 
put uh, glued on some gauntlets, and there you go. Just Voila. He's, cool. still, he's still not finished, uh, but he, I wanted to take this and this and basically, you know. Way more Jack, too, now. <laughs> yeah, and I wanted to really, you know, remake this, and I thought this one's more movable and this one's not. So I thought I wanted to really make this into a childhood dream of mine. So that's what I did. And he's still not finished. I still got to finish the parts down here, of course, of the legs. But otherwise, uh, this shouldn't take me very long. And now he's this. So I created a childhood dream. So as you can see. He and, needs a cape. Got to have a cape. Uh, I would think so, too. But um, this one he will not need a cape for because uh, if you've seen in comic books, he's had, had his uh, only his cowl on and, of course, uh, nothing else on. Uh, and he looks just as jack as he does uh, when he's fighting Ra- uh, Ra's al Ghul, uh, which I thought was really cool. And uh, the comic one where you see him, like, he's got a sword right through his chest, uh, which doesn't bother Batman because he could just take that out and always keep on fighting. Um, and, of course, I did a, another custom, which was my Catwoman. I've been wanting to do this for ever um it took me only like two seconds this is actually the fastest one literally i've done uh actually this one and uh, my commissioner gordon so these were the only two fast ones i've pretty much done throughout the entire year um and they turned out super super that commissioner well. gordon is really cool yeah i re- I, I thought thank you and yeah, i remember re- right from the animated show the classic one yeah thank you very much um i i took a john constantine body and of course i took a dc showcase uh um Jim Gordon head, and I basically plopped that onto here, and I thought, you know, the Jim Gordon body that I had, I, it wasn't movable enough, so I thought, you know, take, of course, the movable body of Mr. John Constantine, and they wear the same, actually, uniform kind of anyway. They wear the, like, suit and tie, uh, and so I thought, this will be perfect for Jim Gordon, and of course, the you know, the, the see-through glasses and everything, and it's just... It's like it's Jim Gordon from the comics, and literally I thought, what a... I was going to say, that's very passable for an actual authentic figure. <laughs> Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I love doing customs, so I mean, uh, I actually do want to do one because I know Tony did a gave me a challenge. He wanted me to do a Malbolgia for him. Oh, yeah. Uh, I will have to, you know, hold on off of it a little bit, but otherwise, I mean, I will totally do that challenge. Gotta take the timing to make it perfect. Yeah, and it, it, it's a very cool challenge to do, and like I said, man, this... I've done a lot of customs this year, and this will probably be, I want to say, my, the Malboja, I want to say that will probably be my last one. I, I won't officially be done, but obviously, you know, I'll still keep making them for fun, but these three were my biggest ones that to ever do, so I, I very much appreciate all the hard work that went into these. So, Well, congrats once again, man. Yeah. All yeah. right. That's all you got for this week? Well, I mean, I, I don't have... The, actually, this is the another one. It's not an action figure per se, but it's something that a good friend of mine did give me, and I was really, really excited to get it, and I was very thankful that I got this anyway. I've got this beautiful book. <laughs> I have to show this beautiful book. And this was done by the always amazing Mr. Quentin Tarantino. Now, he said he was going to do 10 films. 10 films. And he said his last film was going to... Uh, he didn't really go off and say his last film was going to be, of course, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He didn't firmly confirm that. Uh, but... This beautiful book. Cinema Speculation. Yeah, Cinema Speculation. I was really, once he came out with this book, and because I knew he wanted to write this book, and he certainly did. And as you can see, this is a beautifully made book. Um, And of course, if you can't tell, on the cover of the book is the great and always amazing Mr. Steve McQueen, the badass of his era. And he just looks as cool in a suit as he does uh, wearing a cowboy hat or, you know, doing his thing in a car as he always has been. And of course, you know, cinema speculation is just his love of cinema and everything about it. And of course, you know, I love Quentin Tarantino as much as we've talked about him on the show many times. Um, and I can't thank Dale enough for purchasing this book because I'm going to read the hell out yeah, of this. Binge, binge away, man. <laughs> Literally, and, and, and as you can tell, I am a cinema buff myself, and honestly, I have been for many, 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 many years. And just to read, get to have this book in my hand, literally, is just a just a treat for every occasion. And honestly, like so you're just gonna d- cram through it in a weekend. I'm probably gonna either yeah. read, I'm probably gonna read this when I get home, um, but I probably have to go to work after. So I'm probably gonna just wait until I can just get a moment alone and just like binge this thing because I'm, yeah. I'm really excited for it. And the fact that he's got Steve McQueen, the Steve McQueen on this cover. Come on, dude. Steve McQueen, man. Look at him. He's Steve McQueen. From Cars? 
No, no, not not that Steve McQueen from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, <laughs> not, the director. Not, not that, there. not that Steve McQueen, but uh, Steve McQueen, who is the great actor of his time. Um, if you ever seen him in many cowboy pictures or the Great uh, Escape, yeah, exactly. His other great movies, such as The Great Escape, which is he's done that awesome. If you ever seen that movie where he literally jumps on a motorcycle and flings out of like a concentration camp kind of thing, that literally is still one of my favorite scenes in the movie. So go check that out if you haven't. So. All right. Well done, Victor. Can't wait to see what you have for us next week, man. Yeah, very appreciate it. All right. Well, next up here, we're going to highlight some streaming and uh, theatrical new releases hitting this week. Got a few things to point out. Uh, first up on Netflix is a film called The Diplomat, where in this political thriller, Carrie Russell stars as Kate Weiler, a new U.S. ambassador to the U.K. Her assignment is fraught with threats from abroad, and she also finds her marriage to her husband, Howe, a former diplomat who can't help but analyze her every move is tested. Also starring Rufus Sewell, Nana Mensa, and Michael McKean. Next up, a new streaming TV series from Amazon Prime Video, Dead Ringers. This spinoff TV series is from the 1988 David Cronenberg film of yeah. the same name, Dead Ringers. Is yeah. ringing a bell, Victor? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen the one with uh, Jer- uh, Jeremy Irons? Uh, he play he has both twin brothers in it, so he plays both him uh, parts of himself in there, and it's really really cool. Yeah, and here the twins are being played by Rachel Weisz, uh, who plays a role that yeah, like you said, Victor Jeremy Irons originally played, which is twin gynecologists whose identities begin to blur together as they share lovers and swap identities yeah, so yeah there you go and it, i guess yeah weird all six episodes are available to stream now on amazon prime you're there not you, wrong it's it is a real weird movie but it's really cool <laughs> there you go paul new new, new material to watch <laughs> all right next up is ghosted a new streaming movie on apple tv plus it stars chris evans as an average guy who falls in love with anna de armas charming character after their first date but she winds up ghosting him never to be heard from again and so evan's character tracks her down and quickly learns that armis's character is an undercover cia agent on a mission that evans suddenly becomes ensconced in and finally in theaters i'm very much looking forward to this one same uh big george foreman's yeah. biopic based on the remarkable true story of one of the greatest comebacks of all time and the transformational power of second chances and it's long after retiring as a former world champion and now minister george foreman sees his community struggling spiritually and financially so foreman returns to the ring and makes history by reclaiming his title becoming the oldest and most improbable world heavyweight boxing champion ever Directed by George Tillman Jr. and starring Chris Davis, Forrest Whitaker, and Sonia Sohn. So, I, want to, I want to see this. Yes. Yeah, Sam. Yes. Like, like George Foreman. Yeah. What People a story. Don't even realize, like, if you look at him when he fought Ali, yeah. that guy, was he was a beast. Yeah, he's a I monster. Mean, he was he a was, monster. Oh, he was huge, dude. Because, like, like, like he, he, I, he knocked, I, believe, I think people blame him for uh, Ali's uh, brain damage. I wouldn't say he would cause it, but he if if he really because as punch uh, well he he was called the tank because literally every time you tried to hit him it didn't even affect they, uh, him he, he just kept on just beating you he destroyed you. Frazier oh, and yeah. then yeah and then yeah and then all of a sudden that I mean the what was it Thrilla in Manila was that no Rumble in the Jungle Rumble yeah. in the Jungle yeah, yeah, with, yeah that's where they yeah. went to Africa right yeah yeah, yeah. and yep. they had that big arena and everybody was like man there were so many people I mean because I I know like because er, I grew up in the Tyson era mm. and everybody is just all about Tyson but yeah. I. I swear to God, if Tyson would have fought Foreman oh. in his prime, oh, yeah. Foreman would have just drove him to the ground. Oh yeah, I mean, I know Mike is all about power and all his beating glory, but well, no, I think I think God. Foreman probably had twice the power that yeah. Tyson even did. Yeah. I mean, John Foreman was did, just a beast. Oh, did Foreman oh, yeah. ever yeah. fight uh, Tyson? They said he was supposed to fight. But him. I think that was like during when he was like in jail era, right? Yeah, when Foreman so, during his comeback. Yeah, because he was supposed to fight him, but because you yeah, know, but there would have been like a twenty year difference, twenty year age difference. Between but that time, yeah, Foreman could but, still go as he proved because when he won the title, it wasn't just like he won it for a fight and, and lost it right away. No, he held it for like four years. Yeah, I want to say, yeah. Well, no, but when he held those, like he looked fat. 
he and that's that, like that's the foreman that everybody like recognizes. Mm. But when you see him when he's fighting Ali, oh yeah, there's an announcement of fat on that prime. guy. He, yeah. was, he, he was he was ready yeah. to go. He yeah. was just a beast of a man. I'm gonna try and catch it this weekend. Hopefully, yeah. Looking forward to talking about it next week's show. So he, he said he still could if he wanted to. He still could train and get back into his fighting shape I mean, if he wanted to. If <laughs> I were Ali, you know, you're the champ. Mm. You know, you know, you're the champ. You got. It's kind of like you know, kind of like watching Creed. Mm, but yeah. if I were Ali and I was like, that's who I'm going up against. Like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm going to get knocked out, but I'm going to go out with glory here. <laughs> like, I, I got to win this because I'm the champ, but right? I don't want, I do not want to get into this one. Uh, and, and so, yeah, you'll be able to catch that at our next sponsor, the River Cinema 15. So we're going to make sure to give them a shout out in the Shire Bar and Grill. Uh, make them your next dinner and a movie destination. They're both located inside the River Mall in East Grand Forks. You can either dine inside the movie memorabilia restaurant in the Shire. You can see some of their awesome memorabilia in the footage behind me right now on the video version of the show. Or take your meal to go to the movie you're attending. Real good deal to do if you want to mix it up from the usual popcorn fare. And some of this week's featured attractions are... Well, Big George Foreman, we just talked about. That's opening on Friday. Evil Dead Rise is still playing. So is Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Yes. So ton of great movies going on at River Cinema 15. You can find their complete showtimes and listings online, rivercinema15.com. Don't forget about their Tuesday special awards, $5 movies all day long, and their senior matinee special on Wednesdays and Thursdays for $5.50. And River Cinema has luxury recliners with expanded concessions that now serve adult beverages, and it's family-owned and operated by the same company that also runs the Grand Theater in Crookston. And for their listings, you can check out their website, More Family Theaters. Dot com. All right. Uh, really quickly, too. So the first person to comment that they have seen our commercial play before the movies will win a movie and a dinner oh. gift certificate. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what is it? $25 to the Shire and then two uh, movie passes to uh, any movie, but as long as it's not like a brand new release. Yeah, I think that's the only exception, like two week uh, limit on like like the big marquee releases. Yep. Yeah. That's and, then, and I think the gift certificate is for 25 yep. I think 25 yeah. yeah. Yep, to the Shire. So, yep. Yep. Anybody that uh, comments that they've seen our commercial playing on the big screens mm. at the River Cinema, comment in and we'll hook you up. That's uh-huh. Can't go wrong with that. Dinner and a movie special. Just comment in the live chat here or, or in this episode, and yeah, and we'll reach out to you. Get that set up for you. So um, I guess before we wind things down with our quick takes, some GFBS plugs for what's going on this week on GFBS. You want to make sure to check out this Monday's interview with BT, Bill Tyrell of Rumors Bar and Grill. Uh, he's talking about their annual Kentucky Derby party that's going to be happening this weekend. It's like their biggest, uh, one of their biggest events of the year. They pack it there. You can find out all the details on this week's interview on the Monday GFBS interview. Uh, also going on on our GFBS sister movie show, Icky Ichabod's Weird Cinema, this Friday night premiering. Uh, Icky has a new co-host making his debut on the show. Mm. He, he, trust me, you, <laughs> you got to see it to believe it. It is, it is not what you're and you will be expecting. And they're going to be talking about the first two Saw movies. So, oh. which is pretty timely because uh, I uh, leading up to it this Friday, as I was talking to Icky earlier this week, I was like, "Hey, so this is pretty." Pretty uh, timely. They got the 10th movie coming out this year. And uh, until that point, he had no idea there was a 10th Saw film in the mm. works. So, yeah. So, yeah. First two Saw movies. Icky's going to be talking all about it on the new Weird Cinema this Friday. And those are just a couple of over a dozen shows we do here on GFBS. And you can find them by just searching GFBS or Grand Forks Best Source on your favorite social media or podcast app. All right, guys. It's time to wind things down with quick takes. What you've been watching lately? Anything we haven't talked about yet? Or just what you got going on lately or this coming weekend? Uh Paul, uh, why don't you start things off for us? Okay, so um, I started that one, The Power, with John Luguizamo, mm. where the girls, they can start shooting like the electricity out of their fingertips. Mm. And, you know, I was kind of, I was giving it a chance, because mm. you have like five different characters that they're trying to do a backstory for, so I can already see where this is going to go, you know, to like... Nobody knows where. Right. <laughs> Which one are you going to follow? Like, where's the story going? Um, and it was mildly entertaining. Mm. I didn't have like huge hopes for it, mm. but then it went woke. 
Uh, I and I just shut it off. Mm. Like this is a, it's high school girls, and you got them uh, two girls that are you know making out and finger banging each other, and I was just like they did the same crap with that uh, uh, werewolf show that I was watching. What was that? One oh called? yeah, oh yeah, uh, the Wolf Pack. Yeah, yeah, and th- but yeah, and that was but that was a dude, mm. uh, you know. But I'm just like you know what. This is this is so dumb. Yeah, you know, like, keep this crap out of here. And I mean, we talked about it on another show. And it's not that I'm like anti-gay or anything. It's yeah. just even when we see uh, a sex scene on like a, a romance movie yeah. between you know a, a guy and his wife. Yeah, we don't like watching that either. Yeah, I, 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 I just keep it out. Like, yeah. why do you have to inject this stuff into everything? And so I, I'm done with the power. Like that one, that one can go. But I did get to watch something that I hadn't seen in years, hmm. and it's a fantastic movie. Hmm. Pool Hall Junkies. Have you ever seen it? I actually heard of it, and I've never got to actually get a chance to watch it, but I've heard of the name so many times. When did that originally hit? I, I, you know what? I don't even know. But I've been using this, uh, these, these, these kind of cons, mm-hmm. you know, like little stupid bets that you make with people mm-hmm. that are, you know, meant to trick you. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that the one that I've been using forever mm. actually came from this movie. Mm. And so, like, uh, one of them was, and because this is how things go, like, in a pool hall. If mm. you've ever been around pool players and mm. stuff, it's all, you know. But, so I could ask you right now, mm. uh, or I could tell you, I'll bet you, mm. I'll bet you $5 I know where you got your shoes. Right. No, seriously, I'll bet you five dollars right now. I know where you got your shoes. Okay, uh, <laughs> if you can tell me where I got my shoes, I'll <laughs> sure. You got them on your feet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow! I didn't ask you where you bought them. I asked him where you got them. Got them. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good hustle. So just play on words. <laughs> yeah, and, and so this whole and it's just you know this is an old movie. I think this probably came out in like the early '90s or something. But it's it's it's, it's a really good watch, and I. Found it just randomly on my uh, my Fire Stick. Mm. It, it popped up on there, and I was like, oh, I, re- I remember this movie." And, mm. and then I started watching it. I was like, "Yeah." Mm. And and there's a his brother in it is actually a really popular uh, actor, but I can't I couldn't I can't place what he was in. But mm. he's in he's in a bunch of big stuff now because this is like a movie that kind of launched a lot of people's careers. Mm. Okay, a big yeah. launch pad then. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Oh yeah, because it was it. You can tell it's low budget, mm. but it's just done really, really well. Mm. So kind of like Outsiders before, like Tom Cruise yeah. and Emilio Estevez got or big. Kind of like and, a yeah. days didn't confuse before they all oh, got yeah. big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Or um, uh, what was the uh, Paul Rudd? He he got his big start in it, not with the uh, the rich rich uh, white girl in the I Beverly think- Hills. Oh, I think I know. Oh, you mean uh, Clueless. Clueless, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's Clueless. where like Paul Rudd got his start. Yeah, that's where he got his yeah. start at. Yeah. yeah, that's a good pull. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's always cool reflecting back on like some of these early movies that some actors did before they got huge that, hey, we remember them from this, but they got really big in that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Clueless has a bunch of them. So the, oh, yeah. uh, the, the one guy that like all the girls were all over, he was in Tron. Yeah, he was you in know? Tron. Yeah. I mean, so years later, yeah. these little teenagers are like, but that's that's Hollywood for yeah. you. I mean, they're they're all kids of actors, anyway, yeah. But so, anything else you got, Paul? That's crazy. Because huh? <sighs> I have heard of this movie, and I and I don't know where I've heard it from. But I've heard of the movie because I've heard of this pool hall junkies. I don't know where I've heard it, but I know I yeah. If you if you're a fan of Color of Money or mm. um, yeah, I love Color yeah. of Money. Yeah. Very good movie. Yeah, this I I actually think that this is better than Color of Money. I can I could probably see it. in the name the title and the name list sounds bad. Well, it's, yeah, it's a, and it's about a, a a kid who can go pro, mm. but somebody pulls him aside and makes him into a hustler mm. instead of having him go to a pro career. Oh, yeah. And so then you know towards the end of it, mm. he's going against you know these pros as a now an adult hustler, mm. and yeah, it's it, it's just a good okay. watch. It's well, a good watch. Yeah, if people want to watch it, it's actually it's streaming on a lot of places. Peacock, so if you have that, or if you, for the, some of the free streaming apps too, like Tubi and Pluto TV. So you don't even need to pay a monthly subscription because Tubi and people people don't know Tubi and Pluto TV. They're awesome because they 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 are ad supported with no subscription required, and their yeah. co- their commercial breaks aren't that bad either. No. So yeah, the, the one I watched it on because um, like I said, it was a Fire Stick, and the ads did suck. They were like three minutes, mm, but I, there was only like four or five of them, so it yeah. wasn't. 
it wasn't unbearable. I would just go to the bathroom or, you know, do whatever. Mm. Um, but I think I was on free tea. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. I think, uh, yeah. yeah. I know, yep. yep. That's like, I think that's the one that comes in, like, built in, like, uh, with smart TVs. Yep, right? Yeah, it does, yeah. And then you could just, like Paul said, you know, they're not super unbearable ads. You could just go to the bathroom and they'll yeah. be done in, like, in a second. And, so. you know, not to shill for Tubi too much, but I know when I've seen a couple movies there from uh, covering some of Icky's shows that they're on, like, because he does some, like, deep cut stuff and it's like, wow, it's on Tubi. Okay, sure. But, like, Tubi is their commercial breaks are only like a minute and I'm like, yeah. hey, and it's only like three of them. And for like an hour and a half or two hour movie, I kind of appreciate two or three, just one minute pauses. So yeah. And those are kind of the, the streaming service you want because the, those are not going to like, and they show old movies too, as well as other movies too. They'll show new releases too, but they're not going to like hammer you to death with, you know, their ads. They want to just get them over with and be like back to your movie now. Yeah. So, so yeah. So if people aren't familiar, take, check those out. So uh, anything else, Paul? Uh, not, not that I can think of off uh, the top of my head. Victor, before I throw it to you, I'll, I'll just kind of make mine uh, kind of... I'll just do this a couple minutes here. I was going to make this in part of the main core show, but I was like, I'll just throw it in the quick takes here. Maybe just make them slightly just a little longer. But uh, uh, Beavis and Butthead had their s- second season premiere, two-episode premiere right. on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, I, so, I saw the previews. Yeah, they were going I mean, back for another one. I kind of covered it uh, last season. It's actually, they didn't even wait a full year for season two. I think it was only been like eight or nine months since season uh, one wrapped up here. But... Uh, yeah, so they did two episodes, and it's kind of like they're just nice, quick watches. Like both episodes, I think, are not even half hours. It's like the original season and and like the original season in the '90s too, where it's just two like fifteen minute, ten to fifteen minute cartoons, and each one either has a music video or and like or like in the previous season, like a YouTube clip they narrate, do commentary over. Like like the YouTube clip they did in this episode premiere was like. I guess I had no idea this was a scene, but anything is a scene on YouTube. Like they're doing commentary over these, uh, this group of people, these hardcore uh, metal detector crew, and they're like, "Oh, look at this! This is a quarter. Ba- this is a eagle back quarter." I'm like, "Oh my god, eagle back quarters are a thing now." <laughs> so, but uh, but like the actual episodes, you know, they're, they're they're good stuff. You know, there's one where they're 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 all of a sudden they feel the need to hit up a strip club, but they mistake a polling booth for a strip club, and you know, hijinks ensue. So, yeah. uh, that's, polling booth. Yep, polling booth, get it. <laughs> that's actually really funny. And they're like, where, where? Yeah, they, they demand assistance, and uh, yeah, you can just see where it goes from there. I mean, it's, and then there's another one where they go hunting with uh, their lovable love-hate rival neighbor, Mr. Anderson, and, oh, Mr. and, Anderson. and just, you can you don't even need me to explain anything further from there. Just the way things just unravel from there is just priceless. Yeah, so really good first two-episode premiere. And, yeah, uh, season one was 12 episodes, so I'm thinking this was probably going to be the same for season two. And, yeah, it's on Paramount+. Plus. Also on Paramount+, Plus, uh, Picard, season three, wrapped up their series uh, finale. So uh, the uh, I think they're hitting, you know, I've been touching on it a little bit each week here the last this last season here, and so... Like it's been building up to all the TNG next generation cast reuniting. And for the last few episodes, it's been like all the original cast has been kind of brought back. They kind of sprinkled them all back in episode by episode. So now you got uh, Jordy, uh, Riker, uh, Worf, uh, joining some of the new crew, you know, or seven and nine from Voyager and, uh, and then along with, uh, Picard's son, Jack, Jack, uh, Jack Crusher from with Beverly there. So, uh, yeah, it's, and this season far surpasses season two. Paul, I know you've been, I don't know if you're all the way caught up yet, but I know you said you've been watching it. Is it, have, I, I, have you I, come I start, around a little bit on it or is it still just not? No, I, it? I started the first episode and I keep falling asleep. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's not because the, it's boring. It's because I keep, I keep putting it on as a last resort for something that I can't watch. Like after I watch a movie or something. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, right before I'm about to go to bed, like right. trying to find something. Hmm. Um, so I still want to give it a chance. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it, you made me think of something that, so Star Trek, the next generation, you know, they have a, like all the different movies, mm-hmm. but the one that you can't find that is actually the best was like a two part movie series. Yeah. And I don't know what it was called, but I think it had to do with the Borg. Mm. And I Star think Trek Ra- Eight: First Contact is the Borg movie with the Next Generation. Yeah. Crew. No, no, it's, this isn't a movie though. It was like oh. a, a two-part series. Yep, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's they put it on DVD. Um, it because it was such a well critically acclaimed. Uh, it was like the end of one season and then the first episode of the next season called uh, Best of Both Worlds. Yeah. Yes, that's that, it. That yep. was it. Yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was better than the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so well regarded that 
yeah, Paramount just put those two episodes on like a DVD or a Blu-ray on their own because they stand out so much. I think they even won like some Emmys or, or some some awards yeah, too. They were really cool. Yeah. Like, so yeah, and this episode is kind of hitting the greatest hits. You see, uh, these last episodes, you know, they're dealing with the Borg threat again, and just where they go from there is uh, just seeing TNG kind of go. For, for one last conquest here, you're seeing, yeah, and they do such a great job of making it seem like all hope is lost, and they have so many great callbacks to the uh, to the to the series finale of the original Next Generation without getting, giving anything away. But you kind of you kind of you know just going into it with a nostalgia, like oh, I hope they have a callback to this, and I hope they have a callback to that, and they do it, and they do it in all the best ways. I thought it was a great send off. Uh, you know what else is funny about Star Trek: The Next Generation is that because you know I grew up with it as a kid, mm-hmm. and you always liked. Uh, the the counselor what was it Deanna, Deanna oh Deanna Troy, Troy Deanna yep. Troy mm. like everybody had a crush on her oh yeah and now when you're older you're like you know that 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 Doctor Beverly <laughs> yeah man Dude, she was like, like yo yeah <laughs> oh my god I'm, but I'm as not, a kid not, yeah, as I'm a kid not you're not paying attention not paying attention oh, I'm man. not gonna lie yeah I was like even when I was a kid I was like yeah that was that was my uh, big yeah, thing. everybody was all about the the counselor oh, probably yeah. probably because I think she was a little maybe heavier up top or something yeah but, and the but, cat the cat suit didn't hurt at all like honestly it really didn't gosh <laughs> yeah, hey you look you look at Deanna Troy but yeah. yeah. Woo. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, know, <laughs> I, I know we were down on season two, and rightfully so. It kind of became a, just a big mess by the last several episodes. But season three is a big redemption. I won't say it's perfect every now and again. I think there's like two episodes where I was like, I don't know where you're going with this. But for the most part, I'd say like eight of the ten episodes are, are, are winners and a, a great series finale. So, yeah, definitely but, high recommendation to uh, uh, Picard season three. So um, that's all I got. Victor. I was really ha- like in like Picard. Uh, I was really happy that they were um, so they were doing doing secret invasions, and I couldn't believe. And I really don't like when they do comic book stories of tele- into television shows, just because I know I have a love hate relationship with television. I think ever since uh, Shameless and Game of Thrones, but at the same time, um, I I love it as much as I hate it because they with with television shows you can only go so far, and I really think even if you do spinoffs, it's kind of like hard. So what they're doing with uh, Secret Invasion was uh, they're taking from where they left off with uh, Captain Marvel. So the the scrolls basically uh so if you ever read the comic book which is a really good series uh basically where the scrolls come down to earth and pretty much take the form of all the avengers and it's really really frightening where they kind of take their identities and that's why you always see in like certain commercials that are um kind of like ads in comic books where they say embrace the change um and so they come down they embrace the avengers and they take over their roles but then it's up to the avengers to take them out and before they pretty much take over the whole world and it's really really frightening so um i hope they make it as intense as they did in the comic book because yeah when's uh, that supposed to hit again for the um uh, from there from where i heard uh they said it i think it was supposed to be june but um like i said don't get attached to dates because they they might pull it everything's in flux this far out yeah they might pull it back uh i know samuel jackson's all ready to go and everybody else is ready to go uh mr uh clark Gregg, who uh plays um, Agent Coulson, he is in. The, he's oh, in there. bringing yeah. him back! Heck yeah, yeah, he is in there, and I was really excited for him to come back because I saw him in the previews. I was like, "No way, he's coming back!" So let's go. And I was really excited for him to come back because they already brought him back in Agents of Shield. So I thought, oh, "Okay, yeah. they're bringing him back in this one." Good and, on them. Yeah, and I was really excited for them to bring him back. And then no more magical places for him. Honestly, because I really want because he was one of those characters that was kept everyone in line, but he was also very funny about it. And Clark Gregg being the funny person that he is in real life, I, I know this character would just take him to new and exciting places. And they even said that they were going to do my favorite Daredevil story, which we're going to make it into a movie. They haven't – they were shooting it now, but they haven't, they haven't made full, like, contacts about where they're going to do it, where they're going to do it at. They just said it's going to be released hopefully very soon. It's called Born Again. Born Again. Uh, yeah, and if you ever read – which is still one of my favorite Daredevil stories. This is when Matt – is literally at his wit's end. Kingpin found out his secret identity. And when Brubaker he, was writing? or um, um, This was... Oh, 
man. And I you no, know, during that awesome hundred and some odd issue run when they brought him back or uh, rebooted the series in like was it late nineties, early two thousands? No, that this, was, I the, love that run of Daredevil. The, the very beautiful run of Daredevil, but this was this was an OG mm. uh, issues, an old graphic novel. Uh, oh, okay, of Frank from Miller. the original run. Yeah, mm. so this is when Frank Miller was doing it at the time, and uh, he did very beautifully as uh, as well as many others had take on the role. But this was where literally all bets are off in in this one. This is where Kingpin found out who Daredevil was. And he not only found out who he was, he attacked everyone that he loved and knew. He burned down the man's house. He burned down his with his suits inside. And Daredevil had to go through the depths of hell to go back and reclaim himself as the, the man without fear. He beat the hell out of Kingpin, uh, which I'd loved uh, to see in the Daredevil series. If you ever seen the episode where uh, Kingpin gets married. And, of course, his wedding night has been foiled by Bullseye and Daredevil. Oh, and they just have an all-out brawl. He literally breaks Bullseye's spine, and him and Daredevil go it at was- it. And they just beat the fool out of each yeah. other. And it's just as bloody as it was in the comic book, which was so that, freaking That cool. Daredevil Netflix show was amazing. Oh, it was oh. so beautifully done. Uh, who's the actor that plays uh, Kingpin? Oh, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, Vin- yeah. So you always see a Kingpin as like this huge person mm-hmm. in the comic books and everything. So yeah. when I was watching that Daredevil show, I was like, okay, he doesn't really like pull off like that. Yeah. Huge. But then when you saw him like get angry and actually fight, I was yeah. like... Yep. Yeah, yeah, he he nailed it. Yeah, I mean, he did. wow, yeah, he did he such a amazing. good performance. Oh yeah, him. and you you wouldn't think because uh, for those of you who did not know, if you ever seen the two thousand three slash four release of Daredevil with Ben Affleck in it, you see the imposing, uh, so beautifully done by Mister Michael Clark Duncan, who is a very very huge man, uh, of course, in his time. And if you've seen the Green Mile, as you see the camera pan up to him, his physically imposing body. That's why they chose him to be Kingpin because he was be. so incredibly huge. That man, and when yeah. you just see him lift Daredevil, he just yeah. breaks him. They do five star camera work in that show. Oh, absolutely, because yeah. he's so huge. And of course, but the, uh, the, the, the Vincent D'Onofrio one, though, like I almost like better. I, um, uh, what's uh, the guy? oh Michael Clark Duncan? Yeah. yeah, I mean he's like huge. Yeah, you know the first yeah. time you ever see him is in uh, Camp. What is Friday? No, uh, you actually see him. So if you ever but, see like but, for, it, first Sunday or anything like that, yeah, you'll see him in that. But but uh, my point is that. So he's a huge person, mm-hmm. but uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is not like a like an like a big jacked like yeah. muscular guy. Yeah. But we all know somebody that is like Vincent D'Onofrio yeah. that just has like freakish strength. Yeah, that you like everybody knows you don't mess with that guy, yeah. even though he doesn't look like he's like really strong. That yeah. guy will literally throw you across a oh, room. Yeah, and he does such a good job of portraying yeah. that. And so, fun fact, everyone. So you see Kingpin in the comics. He is uh, you. He looks like a very obese man. Now the funny thing is it, that's your first mistake. He may look obese, but that man is physically as strong as the Incredible Hulk. As he said to Spider-Man, as he's literally bear-hugging it, a portion of my body mass is fat. 2% of my body mass is fat. Allow me to show you what 550 pounds of muscle can do. And he's just literally squeezing the crap out of Spider-Man. Right. Who is this? Uh, this is Kingpin. Because oh, 2% comics, of his yeah. body mass is fat. And 150 pounds of muscle, that's all he's made out of. He's like Kimagura uh, when Green Arrow tried to punch him and Black, uh, Black Canary tried to punch him. She's like, yeah, there is no fat on that man. He's just absolute muscle, which is pretty cool because, again, like Paul said, you've seen guys who literally look obese, but they're not. They're just made of pure, absolute muscle, oh, yeah. and they can throw you you're across bringing, the room. You're bringing me so many memories of so many priceless wrestling characters that fit that description, too. Yeah, um, yeah man, that was a great flashback on Kingpin. Uh, hmm. well, and, and the other quick takes, Victor? I'm really excited just to see uh, a lot of characters, like Punisher. I'm really, uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of which, because yes. I, uh, I had also done a page turner, like you said, in your message uh, that you sent me, where I I did a read of the the new Punisher comics, and they were just incredibly as I, they I were. I picked up my new batch from my uh, the shop I go to. I, I go to. I still haven't I haven't read them yet. I had them. I got them sitting. On, I got like the latest four or five. I saw they brought back War Journal. I think for a one one shot. Yeah. Yeah. And I was really happy about that. I read uh, uh, Garth Ennis's novel of. The Punisher run, and he is just yeah. an absolute Welcome mon- back, Frank. Yeah, yes. he is just an absolute monster in those series. He holds nothing back. And if you've seen The Punisher, he doesn't play around. If you are a target in his crosshairs, he yeah. will and can kill you. Yeah. And he does not play around. He even did this with uh, uh, Deadpool. He literally 
not only beat the hell out of Deadpool, but he cut his head off. He literally yeah. rolled him through a steamroller. He shot him with a shotgun. He did all he could do. And man, just Frank Castle, man. Like, yeah. that's probably one person you don't want to mess with. A man who has nothing to lose. I'm surprised that show's on Disney Plus. That's what yeah, I said. Yeah, because I mean. I know they got parental controls behind it. Yeah, they make sure to get to it. And yeah, God bless Disney for doing that. But part of me, I thought they would put that on. Is that animated sure. or no, that's live, live action? action. That, and it's just yeah. as gritty as it is in the Garthianist uh, novels, man. Yeah, so, Barenthal, man. Uh, he brings Punisher? it. Yep. Yeah, the Netflix so Punisher. They, Netflix this? lost the uh, their contract right now for the rights to air it. So yeah. now I thought Disney. So he fights uh, Deadpool. In, not, 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 no, not in, in, the, the in the comics. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not, in the comics. Only comics. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I wish they would have done that, but they, they probably have to go through all those. Because I was like, God, I might have to jump on Disney Plus here for just a minute. No, but, but you, oh, yeah, never mind. But I don't no, need you, to. you should, you should honestly just, just watch him beat up the Russian mafia just to beat up like, yeah, like crazy people and just yeah. all the enemies he's that awesome. he's done. Yeah, he's John Bernthal, man. I hope what he comes treasure. back. Like, honestly, he's I a mean, saw Charlie Cox here. brought back in the MCU. Yeah. Hopefully, Bernthal can come back in the MCU. But, uh, but no, and, that's, that's, and, no, that's that's it, everything? Man. Yeah, because I, like I said, I'm just excited yeah. to see Daredevil too, man. And, and Punisher go at it again because that's, yes. that's literally one of my favorite rivalries. And, and that, you know, that Paige Turner, you, you referenced, I messaged you about. Uh, yeah, it's a book I, I checked out from the library, read uh, a follow-up from when we did it in that book club I'm in over there. Uh, yeah, it's The Nice House on the Lake. Yeah, and yeah. they actually, a cool thing is they have a lot of cool uh, covers of those books. Yeah. And uh, the one that really got me was uh, this girl, she brought it over to me, and you see all these just rats all over yeah. the house. Oh, yeah, they got, <laughs> they got a good cover gallery at the end of the graphic novel. But, yeah, uh, just a quick five-second synopsis. It's pretty much... Lost in the Midwest meets the apocalypse. Yeah, so it's, it's really scary, dude. It's a page turner. Not too many graphic novels I I, I burn through because it takes me time to get through. But that's one of the few I, I set time aside and I got through it in like two and a half hours. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm like, yep, really, I'm sacrificing some sleep for this. <laughs> but it's really, it's really good. I actually, it, this girl, she really loved it, and she always came in the comic book store and asked for it like every time she was there, and it was really cool. Like I read through it, and it was really interesting. Yeah, but. Uh, with that, what, what's that called? Nice uh, house, house on the lake. Yep, nice house on the lake. And yep. it's a graphic novel yep. that, or individual comics. But they got the graphic novels are collected, and uh, like I just dropped. You can find them at the library here, or just order online. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, they're awesome, great reads. And I can see that one easily becoming adapted into a, a live action show or a movie. So, okay. but cool. uh, yeah, really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with that, we will wrap things up for the week. And I uh, want to make sure you guys catch us for all future episodes, either live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. on gfbestsource.com, or you can find them archived by searching GFBS on your favorite podcast or social media app. Uh, want to make sure you hit that donate link on top of the gfbestsource.com website to help support GFBS or help support us by leaving us a five-star review on Google or your go-to podcast app. And with that, many thanks for having us part of your day. Many thanks to Victor. Thanks, guys. Always appreciate to be here. It's always awesome. Many thanks to Rock'em Sock'em producer Paul. Yeah. <laughs> and many thanks to all of you for having us part of your day. We'll see you next week. We're probably going to be talking about uh, Big George Foreman. Yes. <laughs> we'll see you then. Goodbye.